Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker, as always. <laughs> as always. I'm Agnes Hewitt. <laughs> uh, I woke up today and I listened to a little Morrissey in honor of the queen dying. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm like happy for him. I'm happy for, you know, Irish Does Morrissey people. hate the queen? Oh, yeah. Because he's like, you know... um, Irish, Irish blood, English heart. What is his song? Yeah, Irish. He, he's, I thought he was English. He's English. I mean, he grew up in England, but he's like ethnically Irish. Oh. Um, and he, Irish blood, maybe, maybe Irish blood, English heart, English I, blood, Irish heart. I think Irish blood, English heart. Sorry to all the Morrissey scholars out there. I used to be one of you. But, I used to be one too. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he. I mean, like obviously, like the Smiths' famous album, "The Queen Is Dead," is. You know, uh, yeah. it's not a it's not a mournful tune. <laughs> no, I Irish blood, English heart. Yeah. So yeah, all the you know the Irish people, the the African dis- diaspora, Americans are like we're such at like America. I feel like American the like mainstream American media has like is being respectful of the Queen for no reason. Like who cares? Um, like they should be like, yeah, like fuck her. <laughs> no, but just like, I don't even think it should be news. I mean, it should be like one article being like, oh, this old bitch died. And now we're going to get like this disgusting creep as king. And like, who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it- I feel like it's kind of like, um, well, it's big news, I it's guess. Big, yeah. It's, obviously she's been queen for, lo- I think longer even than my mother has been alive like she's been yeah queen. she's been she was queen when my parents my parents were born that's so crazy both of them and my dad's english and your dad's english um but he hates the queen good for him and so does everyone in my family but um 
and now they hate the king i'm assuming i don't know i don't want to yeah now everyone has to do god save the king instead of god save the queen they're already fucking singing it they can't wait they love it some of them fucking love it (laughs) i really don't understand why but i mean americans are idiots too like i mean obviously like the like our political figures are have like rabid fan bases but like you were saying before we started recording it's like slightly different with the the queen as like because she's not really a politician it's just sort of like a symbol of the country itself yeah exactly i don't know yeah i mean i guess they just like it i don't know i don't get it you go to these places in england and it's like these like historical castles or whatever and people are still living in them like and you're paying and you like can't touch anything and it's like what is the point of this who are these fucking people like what is like i guess i'm just too american to get it like why are they better than me what did they do exactly like who made them boss they just were born like that okay i don't don't and that's like the one of the only good parts about being american is at least we don't have that monarchist yeah i I mean i guess some people are sort of like now trying to bring that one back to in the post left (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait there's people that are monarchists in the i feel like there are probably. people on like twitter and stuff who are like i'm a monarchist actually i yeah i mean sure there's a, there's you know there's every a little bit of everything on twitter yeah uh what has been going on i'm just like there's nothing going on i am waiting for this this heat wave is almost over it's gonna start raining tonight yeah i'm kind of excited the hot weather breaking with a rainstorm feels like not LA to me and it's disturbing sort of but I know for a fact that I am going to be in my apartment watching a scary movie as long as the electricity doesn't go out and that will be fun oh I'm gonna run out and frolic in the rain a little bit tonight don't please don't do that are you really gonna do that I might yeah I love doing that see I like I before we started I just said I don't know why like the summer thunderstorm I'm always sure I'm gonna get electrocuted I don't know why it's so scary to me I guess just like in Chicago there just used to be these like huge summer storms with these like insane like thunder and lightning and be pouring rain but it would be like really hot out too and it was always you know kind of fun um but it got old and it kind of got like creepy and scary <laughs> i get it i mean it's just happened so rarely out here because the same in new york like every yeah. you know every summer there would be like a late summer storm and the the weather would change and i mean i'm sure that there is a risk of getting struck by lightning but i imagine that that risk is pretty i mean low. i don't know yeah i don't know why it would be higher than like a winter st- storm yeah. but it just feels more like fucked up like it's hot out so it shouldn't be like this but it might not be i don't know if it's gonna be like that if it's gonna be like muggy and raining I don't yeah, know. I don't, like. I don't know how much it's going to rain. I do want to go walk over to the river and see what the levels are going to be after after the rain because that's always that's always fun. Oh yeah, the river. <laughs> My picturesque, beautiful river. <laughs> I know. I I'll, well, I also live near the river. Oh, you do the the river really traverses the city. The river runs through it. It does. Um. Let's see. And my river also smells like shit and is basically concrete. Oh, gutter, God. but 
I, I've been, I mean, I've barely left the house during the day. This, I mean, I have like played tennis at night, which usually by 6 PM, it's not super hot. But other than that, I did what I had to walk to the store yesterday morning and it was a complete ordeal. Yesterday I had lunch with my mom and we sat outside and it was like actually nice until oh. around, um, two. Okay. And then I was like, oh my fucking God. It just got really, really hot. And I was like, let's get out of here. But it was okay for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's more, um, the last couple of days have been more, almost like more muggy than even hot. Because the yeah, sun hasn't it's even like, been out. It doesn't feel like LA. No. Climate change. Beautifully. It's happening. Powerful words. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lord. So what are we going to talk about? Jen Gunter. She's officially an empty nester. She put, she brought both of her children to college. One of them is going to Iowa. One of them is going to some college in Canada. And I fear that she will become even more unhinged living alone. Does she? And Maybe adjacent will move in. Well, he can't because he lives with his wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He lives either with his wife or in her head. <laughs> well, yeah, he might live closer than we've ever, we could ever imagine. <laughs> but she, I think she's going to, I'm sort of excited to see this version of her that has nothing to do besides post on Twitter. Uh, yeah. She's already, she already called some PhD woman a bitch on Twitter yesterday. See, it's too much. It's like, it's, it's uncouth. Like, why is Jen Gunter on? She's like, I'm a doctor. You need to respect me. And then she acts in a way that like nobody would ever respect. Yeah. She's just like a complete shit poster. It's so crazy to me. Cause I, I mean, I do have that tend, like, I don't, I don't post on Twitter that much, but I do scroll on it a lot. And so like, I always am, I always ur am like urged to write something really shitty and like argumentative. But I, 90% I mean, I of the time, I refrain from doing it. Yeah. She also is, like, always posting her wordles. And I know that you have your own issue. And I've, like I said, I've never posted a wordle. But she fucking sucks at it. Every single one she posts, she doesn't get it until the last word yeah, one. They're all five or six. And I'm like, why would you, are you bragging? Why are you posting this? And I always want to post like a side by side of like mine and hers. Cause I also <laughs> do the wordle every day and I'm like really good at it. And I'm usually getting it in like three, oh. sometimes four, but like, I'm pretty good. Of course, not every single time, but I'm like, not, I'm like, bitch, what are you doing yeah what do you <laughs> i mean why why i that i mean i get that there was like a a mass delusion several months ago when wordle started that everyone was like posting it and like whatever if you did like i i can't i'm not sure i might have done it once posted it i don't want to say that i've never posted it because i'm not sure that that's entirely true i know but, for a fact that i never have but she i mean because i blocked the other guy that i followed that used to post it so she's the only and i only follow her now because of my job of talking about her i mean it is on i she posted something that actually like brought something to my attention that i kind of wanted to talk about like something that was actually good oh yeah oh i now i know what it is but it's so i'm trying to go back and find it and it's like this woman posts so oh god here her flu vogs just came across my feet oh no 
Um, but she posts so much, I can't find it. But now I I do remember what it is. I'm gonna put it on my list because the okay. list is goop once again is the cupboards are bare. Ooh. Yeah, Not she a lot going on. she was arguing with and I'm sure that this other lady is also crazy. So like, I don't, I, I'm not endorsing what this other lady says at all, but she was talking about, I mean, it's vaccine stuff like that mRNA vaccines. There was some study that said that they like could cause some complications in menstruation and pregnancy. And I, I mean, I've heard this anecdotally and like, I don't know the science. I'm not saying that it's true or false or whatever, but there was like a study published that there are some perhaps side effects to to women's menstruation cycles because of the vaccines and so this woman posted something about it and then jen gunter just like quote treated quote, quote tweeted her and just straight up called her a bitch like on just like hey bitch like not even like in the like funny way just like not the way that i just called her a bitch yeah <laughs> yeah or, which was the good way the good she way. did it in the bad way she literally is just like calling people bitches yeah, she's just like a mean woman. Mean. She's just like really mean. And the meanest, cruelest people are the ones who are like 100% convinced that they're in the right. Yeah. Which she is. So there's, so that makes her dangerous. Her tagine that she made uh, looked good though, I have to say. Well, you know. She can follow a recipe. We can all follow recipes. We can all follow a recipe. And a tagine is, you know. You follow, you buy the, you did she make it in an actual tagine? Well, she quote unquote didn't make it. Adjacent made it. Cause she's, okay, she, so, she claims. Wait, who's Jason? Adjacent. Oh, adjacent. <laughs> she claims that she was texting adjacent and saying like, oh, what should we have for dinner tonight? And he texted her back saying, surprise, I'm already making a tagine. Okay. And now they're just like, because her kids don't live at home. They're just like eating tagines and fucking all over the house yeah they're like fucking and they're like moroccan stew <laughs> they're like lamb and apricot it wasn't even lamb now it's like it? chicken breast and raisin yeah i, I mean, do like a good tagine though oh yeah yeah no i, I love dried fruit in savory dishes mm. wow this is like this is terrible guys. Sorry. There's like nothing to talk about. We're just, well, I mean, what wellness stuff even happened this week? Like it was a dead week for wellness. I did. Um, there is some new influence wellness influencer drama oh, yeah. and there are some new studies. There's, um, there was this new study that came out that said that like eating processed food causes cancer, which is like good, I guess, but it seems kind of obvious. Um, like basically they did this like massive study on like, um, I don't know how many people, but it was like a really big study for like, of like thousands of people. And like, it does increase according to this article that I read. And then I did click through and read the study, but unfortunately I do not understand no. that. But um, it raises your risk of um, colon cancer in men, but the women, we got off scot-free. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think it might still raise your like risk of heart disease if you eat mm. like a really, really high processed food diet, but it doesn't raise your risk of um, colon cancer for women, but it doesn't men. Yeah. I feel like colon cancer is one of those cancers that men tend to get more than women, but I always think that's mm. because men just have shittier diets than women, but maybe it's uh, not, that's not the case. I don't, know. I don't really know. Um. I don't know. I mean, women do get colon cancer. Yeah, yeah. my crazy. My like best friend in preschool, his mom died of colon cancer in her thirties. Yeah, I know. My grandmother that I'm named after, Agnes, died of stomach cancer, which is kind of adjacent, yeah. which is like colon cancer adjacent. Um, <laughs> when she was forty, so I'm just like ready. To, uh, I'm like, okay. When are like, we supposed to get our first colonoscopies? 50? I can't wait. I want to get it now. I want to get a mammogram now. I'm like, come on. I'm like 37. Just start, start looking, you bitch. Uh, that's another one. I'm like Jen Gunter <laughs> with my doctor. I'm like, screen me. And I'm always like, my grandma died when she was 40. Can you please just test me for cancer? And they're like, you're fine. Really? I feel like when you have family history, they, they're pretty. Apparently for stomach cancer, it's like, um, it's like your family history. Isn't that relevant. Oh, okay. Which makes me feel a lot better. I mean, I've, I've researched it so much. Um, but also I go to Kaiser where it's like, I kind of feel like they're like, we don't care if you live or die. Or also Mm. they like, they like won't do anything remotely preventative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ugh. also, I think they see someone under thirty and under forty, and they're like, "Oh, whatever." But it's like, well, I'm, I'm about to be forty, and I don't want to like immediately drop dead, you know? Yeah, and I mean, if our country actually took preventative medicine seriously, there would be just so it would be cheaper and less people would die. But they're not going to do it. They hate ever. They hate us, and they want us to die. I right? will. Um, next time I have a physical, I will ask about a colonoscopy. I cannot but, wait to get a fucking mammogram. I mean, I just want to go and like do my own like MRI. Your own MRI. Well, like, you know, you can go and like pay to go get your own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Are those MRIs you're not supposed to get because it is like a ton of radiation. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. There's nothing. What are we supposed to do, Brian? I don't know. Uh, just don't eat processed food. I went on a rampage by by which I mean a Google search. Mm-hmm. Now I'm wondering about heavy metals and rice because I do eat a lot of rice. And you I were actually, saying- actually, I think, don't worry about it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think that they're like, the. you know what put my mind at ease? I was listening to an episode of Case File and this woman was poisoning everybody with arson. And he was like, is a, as like a list of facts, he was like, everyone consumes a bit of arsenic in their, as part of a normal diet, but at these levels, it was toxic. And I was like, that's a healthy way to fucking look at this, that like, it's, you're going to consume arsenic a little bit as part of your diet. Sure, of course. But there's a, there's a toxic level and that's not the level that's in your food. No. And I mean, I do eat, I, I'm sure there are, there are definitely like people, there's probably billions of people in this world that eat rice every day. And I eat rice, you know, once or twice a week. Yeah, me too, if that. Yeah, you probably eat less than I do. Whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still going to buy the organic. I'll buy the Lundberg, you know, put my mind at ease. Yeah, just get the Lundberg. And also the one from, I don't know, unfortunately, I know there are countries that are, that are better and countries that are worse. But domestically, I know that the rice 
from like California is a lot better than the rice from Texas. Yes. Of Which course. I mean, uh, duh, but like yeah. that's. I heard California is good. And if you buy foreign rice, India is better than Thailand. So like mm. basmati rice is usually like has pretty low levels of, of arsenic. Whereas like the jasmine rice, and this is the thing, cause I, I usually buy the thrive market organic rice, organic jasmine rice, and that's from Thailand or Cambodia. So that one I might want to switch, even though it's $2 more expensive to the Lundberg, California jasmine rice. And I also heard that like sushi rice is pretty good. Which yeah, is I, great news for me because that's obviously the best. I like, yeah, I never, I guess I should. I mean, I don't, there's no reason why I don't buy sushi rice. Um, I don't really eat a ton of rice, especially like if I have, oh, and the other thing you're supposed to do is like cook it the way you cook pasta. So like you rinse it first and then you put it with like a bunch of water and mm. like boil it instead of like letting it absorb all the water. That's also supposed to be like a, better way to make sure you get less arsenic i see uh yeah i just usually put it in my instant pot i don't know what else is going on oh this is this is really the only like goop news of the week and so i did do a little research because i had nothing else to do this morning but there's this comedian jenny yang have you heard of her that name sounds really familiar, but no. Sounds familiar. Anyway, she's doing, it was this article in the Hollywood Reporter. I didn't really understand what the point of this was, but so she hosted this dinner called A Dinner with Goop, and it okay. didn't have anything to do with Goop. It was like, um, it's like a publicity stunt. She was, because she is now working as an ambassador for some major corporation called Aj, Ajnomoto which manufactures MSG. Okay. So she's like a brand ambassador for MSG basically. And she hosted this dinner called a dinner with goop wanting goop to change their policy on MSG because she claims that goop it's racist. Well, that is true. I a hundred percent agree with you that like for decades in Western media and culture, we villain villainized well, MSG. There's no like re well, maybe you're gonna tell me something different, but my understanding is that like the whole MSG thing, and this is from my most trusted source, Melissa Urban, sure. who revert oh, who okay. as a true social justice pioneer, reversed the whole 30 anti-MSG rule and was like, I'm sorry, this is like a racist and outdated opinion, and this isn't true, which I thought was cool. And she um, said that the whole idea that MSG is like bad comes from a letter to the editor that some guy wrote to like a newspaper in Connecticut in the seventies, where he said, I just noticed every time I go to a Chinese food, I get, a Chinese restaurant, I get a headache. And I think it's because they use the seasoning called MSG that I don't use it, that I don't eat in any other food. And then it just like turned into mm. this like thing that MSG was really bad and then when that was disproven that MSG isn't like worse for you than anything else, people started to say, well, it's not that it's just that it makes you like insane because it tastes so good that you can't stop eating it. And that's why it's so dangerous because you can't, it, it dulls your like natural fullness receptors or whatever, which also is, I think probably bullshit. Like your food tastes too good. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's all bull. Cause it, I mean, like MSG is found in 
natural sources and you know mushrooms tomatoes parmesan cheese all the any sort of savory food with that like umami flavor has msg in it and then a lot of cultures use like you know processed msg basically as a food additive like synthetic msg yeah synthetic msg which you know helps makes food taste more savory and yeah i think all that stuff like it's it's like monosodium glutinate is you know, related to obviously sodium. So it's like very similar chemically to regular salt. So I think like anytime you eat a ton of sodium, regardless of the origin of it, you might have, I don't know, a headache or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, the, the, all I'm totally on board with all the MSG paranoia is completely racist. But my thing is like, Goop, Goop never even talks about MSG. It just seemed weird that this lady is like, hosting this whole dinner to like ask goop to change their policy on msg when and i did the research okay i googled msg on the goop website and mm-hmm. in the entire history of goop there's only five mentions of msg in general okay and do you want me to tell you what they are <laughs> so two of them will just we're going to give them a pass because one of them is an interview with Dr. Younger about his cleanse okay. and his, his, well, cleanse, yeah. his cleanse claims to like de, uh, to detox for you to detox from MSG, which is ridiculous. And then we have the medical medium has one that claims apples. If you eat apples, you can detox from MSG. Okay. <laughs> so these two, it's like, okay, this is Dr. Younger and medical medium. Like, give me But Dr. Younger, I mean, like their whole cleanse is based on Dr. Younger's cleanse. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. No, I think it, I, cause they don't, cause that cleanse, I don't think they even sell it anymore on Goop cause now Goop has its own cleanse. Yeah. But, but even their like new year's cleanse that they always do the stuff you're, isn't MSG. One of the things you're supposed to cut out. No, uh, I don't think so. Cause unless they went and changed, cause on, when I did like when I searched for MSG um, on Goop, they didn't, it didn't come up unless, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe they, they change it or something. And then the, mm-hmm. the only other mention is a Goop PhD article on fibromyalgia where there's, mm-hmm. there's one study that they claim like it's possible. It says a 2012 study um, assigned people who had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, a four week diet free of food additives, which included MSG and aspartame. Um, and then this study says that like some of the people, uh, experienced like decreased symptoms after they cut out MSG. And then other than that, the only other mention is an, the, as some, oh, there's like dumpling place in Amsterdam (laughs) that, that makes food without MSG. And that was, they mentioned that. And then in the city guide to Philadelphia, um, they abbreviate Madison Square Garden because I guess the Ritz Carlton in Philadelphia was designed by the same architect as the person who designed Madison Square Garden and they abbreviate that to MSG and that was the only other mention wild that's so nuts so So I don't know yeah I don't know if their their own cleanses if they just got rid of that or if they never said it to begin with if anyone remembers but yeah, it just seemed like, I mean, Goop is obviously like an easy target. It just seemed like a weird, a weird thing to like go after Goop about this when. Well, they're an easy target, you know. But yeah, to on the record, you know, I obviously 
don't have any issues with MSG. A lot of those um, food wellness influencers that you follow definitely have a bone to pick with MSG. They're think- all anti-MSG, especially Bobby Parrish, who I really don't get why. But, you know, he's my he is my favorite person right now. I mean, I go, I I am obsessed with Bobby. I like check in with him every morning. He's kind of taken Melissa's place. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just on this really weird trip to this woman's house in South Carolina with his entire family. Like a family friend or what? They're is- family friends with another one whose name is Allie's Kitchen, who's this like set woman in her seventies who I've seen on there before because she like came over once and like taught their little daughter yoga. Okay. And, um, she seems to have a lot of money and live in this like huge house and, um, travel a bunch. And they met on like a food influencers tour of Israel (laughs) that I think was for like Christians or something. I'm sure the Christians love to go to Israel. They, yeah. And like, I definitely think that they're both like some Christian thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. He never Um, talks about god or religion in his videos but you can tell that they well we brian and i did a really deep dive into his former um cameraman art so now he when he lived he lives in florida now and his camera woman slash assistant is this woman named leilani that brian that you brian and i think have um they have sexual tension. Yeah, there's some, at least an emotional affair going on. Yeah, definitely affair. an emotional affair. But before that, he was also, I think, kind of having an emotional affair, maybe a bromance with his former assistant slash videographer, Art. And my Brian here and I have been long been obsessed with art. Well, Brian did some sleuthing of his own and found art's social media. And mm. we saw the things that he was liking on Twitter. And let's just say <laughs> run and hide. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like some insurrectionist good. stuff, like Trump stuff or racist stuff or Trump religious- stuff, religious stuff. I don't know that he fully went full insurrectionist, but oh, one time he was wearing a Punisher shirt on the on Bobby's video. Oh, and, and Punisher thought, is that's like a symbol of like Blue Lives Matter type of thing. So I don't know exactly. It's like a symbol from a like a um comic book or something. Yeah. But like they took it and they made it like they wear they put it on like blue lives matter stuff and just like general like maga shit i don't know but we saw he was wearing the punisher shirt and we knew that was a bad sign and then we saw he had like some little like writing on the sleeve and so brian like sorted searched the internet and found the shirt and it was from a fundraiser (laughs) to like raise money for the guy funeral from um american sniper oh that was what he was wearing the shirt from so art is bad yeah so but i feel like um i mean i feel like bobby must agree with art a little bit at least like more than not you know oh i'm sure i'm sure these people are monsters like and then this other woman and she's she had a recipe 
she I don't know the other woman was talking about going and like reading from like the Hebrew Bible which is always like a very big red flag for me when somebody says that Mm -hmm. she was just I, I don't know I'm like there's something I there's something really deep and weird going on in the Flav City universe I think that they are in there. I think they're like their own sect of Christianity and I want to know everything about it. Yeah. I could see Bobby transitioning into like some sort of cult leader. (laughs) Well, because I also once saw a menorah in their house and I got really, I was like, Oh my God, is he Jewish? And then I did a lot. And then that kind of sparked a lot of my research. And then I was like, I think he's Christian. And I think the menorah might be part of, you know, some Christians like to like appropriate Jewish stuff so that they can be more like what they think Jesus was like. Yeah. Oh, that's really creepy. A but those Christian, are like the creepiest with a menorah. Oh my those God. Those are the, the creepiest Christians are ones that are like obsessed with like Hebrew. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Cause they want to be, yeah, I get, they want to be as biblical as possible. Oh, that really like chills me to the doesn't bone. that just chill you to the bone and then also he's like going into whole foods and screaming about natural flavors he's really the whole package i will never stop i will i will one day stop thinking about well, and i think that's yeah. why and i mean i'm sure he's absolutely 100 percent racist as well but i think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of these people don't like msg is because yeah. it is like an additive like natural flavors like they don't even like added vitamins like anything that is added to food they're they're wary of they're they think that whole, well i also am like a proponent of a whole foods diet and like i'm on a whole foods diet mostly like i try not to eat very much processed foods and like i want my food to be like as minimal as possible yes um and you're kind of like that too. Uh, yeah, like, totally. But like, um, if you think about your seasoning, you're seasoning food with like salt or pepper or spices or whatever. And I think like, I mean, I don't know how MSG is processed. So possibly it is like more artificial or more whatever, but it seems like MSG is really more in the category of like a seasoning than it is like an additive. Yeah. And I'm not super skeptical either of like, um, like I'm not afraid of GMOs and I'm not afraid of like a synthetic version of a chemical that's safe if it occurs in nature. Like I don't mm. understand what the difference is because yeah. it's the same thing. So I'm not, I don't, those just, that's just not, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that's more just like, uh, it makes me uncomfortable for a reason I can't really put my finger on than like based on, re- based in reality um, but I, I know that because also like everything that we eat is like the process of like agriculture and farming, like no, no, like fruit or vegetable or like meat that we're eating is like something that naturally occurs. Yeah. Well, except, and I learned this from Bobby's, uh, Instagram the other day, get the wild frozen blueberries and don't get the organic ones. But you and I both already get the wild. Fr- well, I was getting. I usually do get the wild ones, but then I was at Costco and I got a big bag of organic ones because it was at Costco, but now I'm going to- Well, it's it's not worse. It's just that the the wild ones don't need to be organic because they're organic already. But he's saying the wild ones are like way more nutrient dense, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but I know that like 
um, because they're not farmed. You don't have to, they're not like sprayed with fertilizer yeah, yeah, yeah. or sprayed with um, pesticide or anything. So. Does he just do these videos in Whole Foods like while they're open with cust? Like I never see like customers walking around. Oh, they walk around they and they I also guess- get kicked out all the time. They do. And he, they, he and Art used to have this thing where they would say Waldo when uh, um, like an employee was coming. So they would like stop filming. Are you not allowed? Are you, I guess you're not allowed to film in stores. I think some stores were better about it than others, but I know he got in a lot of trouble at Trader Joe's. There's one video where he like kind of get yelled at that I saw where like this woman is like, and we've talked to you before and we've told you, you can't film in here. <laughs> because like he does, he does them so often. I know. But I imagine if he has just like his regular stores in his neighborhood, of course they all must know him or yeah. he's either doing that or like driving hundreds of miles a day to like find stores that he's never been in before. I don't know. Well, how- he went to, I mean, I know when he lived in Chicago, I mean, Chicago, you know, like any other city, like probably has so many like whole foods and Trader Joe's in it that he could have like definitely like gone around to a bunch of different ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I don't know now, then when he first moved to Florida, he went to Costco. He's also slowly convincing me again to get a Costco membership, which I get every couple of years and always regret because I just can't use that amount of stuff. But I would, I, I, you really should. I mean, even it like just for a few, there's certain things that is like, it's so it's just so much cheaper to get them at Costco. I know, but it's like you buy them in bulk and then but I you mean spend more up front. You do. Like my grass-fed butter, my but nutso. But I don't use butter. Okay. I don't my, use nutso. My bouillon, my better than bouillon. Um my avocado oil. Okay. Uh vitamins. Mm. Um seltzer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like you'll find you'll find stuff. But again, it's you're not gonna save that much money because it's like it is just like one or two people. Uh and also I have the privilege of living in a Costco neighborhood. So I don't have to drive very far. Yeah. I think we would go to the one in well, we'd probably go to that one in Topango, which is in the mall. Oh, right. God, the Valley. It's such a sweet, beautiful heaven. I mean, that is part of the reason too. I was like, oh my God, Brian, there's a Costco here. Um, yeah, we have a beautiful Costco in a beautiful, beautiful mall, in a beautiful Westfield mall. Uh, yeah. My Costco, I would never claim to be beautiful, but it is functional. It's a functional Costco. Yeah. That's the only one in LA I've ever been to, but anyway, I don't remember what I was well, we were talking about, about Bobby. Oh, and how he gets away with filming constantly in all these. Different oh yeah. Stores. When he filmed in Costco, everybody in Florida was coming up to him and they were like, one guy was like, Waldo, just kidding. And then like, <laughs> and everyone was like, welcome to Florida, Bobby. Like all of these people were walking by with their cards saying hi to him. So he definitely has a following yeah. and they're in the stores. So, all right. That's fun. Yeah, I, still, I wish I would see him in the store. And he has, I mean, he's not taking selfies. Like, who is his wife or is Leilani is filming him? It's, sometimes he is doing it himself. Sometimes it's Leilani. Okay. It used what, to be art. Yeah. So, yeah. so you don't know what um, the rift was between Bobby and Art, why Art stopped working for him? I think it was just because he moved to Florida. Moved, okay. And Art... And then Art went on like a weird like sabbatical. He went on or he went on like a tour. Like he traveled the world. And, like, wow. 
Bobby must and pay really well then. I I don't think so. I think Art just Art's probably like independently wealthy. Also, he's like definitely in his 40s and he has this like terrifying like little boy hair. Like he he has like blonde hair with a side part that's like totally like matted oh. down with gel and this like it's like this like it's very not neo-nazi but mm. like actually like not neo like very like classical like sure. original nazi it's like, very uh, disturbing Rolf from sound of music yeah art art seems i'm afraid of art yeah art is no good yeah uh i don't what there's nothing else i guess we should just move on to the newsletters right um yeah maybe i'll just like transfer some of my stuff into the newsletters because they were so boring okay um oh i do want to briefly mention <laughs> this is not even related to goop but jessica seinfeld is married to this comedian mm-hmm. um, his name's jerry seinfeld yeah and did you see like his like fashion yeah i saw red with i mean it's it was so stupid. It's I so like, crazy. And you know that like she is the one who was like, oh my God, Jerry, you have to do this. This is like a really cool brand. And like he has a history, like it's crazy to me that he literally has a history of like dating high school students. And if this would have happened a little bit later in the timeline, he would have been completely canceled. And yet he's, and then he's just sort of like, they can't be that stupid to know that like him dressing like a fucking 15 year old skater is not gonna raise some eyebrows and like just if not if nothing else just like remind people of him dating beautiful voluptuous miss shoshana lonstein i mean it didn't remind me of that it just made me kind of sad about like the state of um the world (laughs) like i'm so tired of it's like everything that i liked growing up that I thought was special. So like when I was growing up, I think I shared um, a lot of the same interests as certain people in like a small bubble of media. So like um, Alison Roman referencing um, the uh, spaghetti carbonara scene in um, Oh God, what's the Meryl Streep movie that's about her, that's about her marriage to, uh, that Nora Ephron movie, um, about when she was married to, um, Alec Baldwin is Alec, no, Alec Baldwin isn't the guy. And I think it's Jack Nicholson. Okay. I always forget what, um, all these Nora Ephron movies are heartburn. Heartburn. Oh, heartburn. Oh yeah. Okay. So like when she did that and like, putting jerry seinfeld like there's a i think there's like a vampire weekend music video that's just like jerry seinfeld looking like kind of serious in like a deli and it's just like i i hate that all of these things that like i used to think were inspirational just get like they just like show the thing that they thought they're just like, look, Jerry Seinfeld's here. That automatically means X, Y, and Z about me. It's just the, the, how referential everybody mm. is, but still stilted and no one is like progressing. Nothing is changing. Everyone is just looking back a hundred percent of the time. It makes me want to, 
fucking jump off the roof. It's so depressing to me. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to look forward to. So you just have to look back. And it's not even, um, I don't know. To me, the heartburn scene and like Jer- using Jerry Seinfeld and everything is like kind of the same thing. That's why I brought them both up. Yeah, they the just, Jer- they, they're similar like aesthetically. Yeah. And I think Jerry Seinfeld, I think because like in the last couple of years since Seinfeld has been on Netflix, it has similar with, I mean, I don't think it's as big of a deal as what happened with Friends, but like younger people are discovering Seinfeld for the first time. I don't think the Seinfeld thing is new. I mean, like Seinfeld has sort of never gone away. I think there was something that happened like a long time ago where a lot of people realized like, I don't know. It's like, because Seinfeld is, unlike Friends, to me, Seinfeld is genuinely really funny. And like Seinfeld is like the best show like ever made. Well, and that's what's crazy too is like Seinfeld is like a genius sitcom and it's so funny and amazing but also it was like the center of mass culture it wasn't like that some some like cult show that later built a following it was like the biggest show in the world yeah which i just don't so like i do think but i, I do think there's something to like in just in the last couple of years the sort of seinfeld memes and like the sort of but like Seinfeld that like Seinfeld present day or like Seinfeld 2000 or whatever I mean like those have been those are no totally old but I think though that was for the audience for that were for people like our age that grew up watching Seinfeld and I do think now there is a younger generation that are too young to have seen it that are like hence this Jerry Seinfeld kiff ad like I don't think that 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 ad campaign would have happened um, even like five years ago. Well, I think that if it happened five years ago, people our age would have been like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and like, everybody still would have, I think it was just like, I think everybody would have been like, what? I just, I don't. Well, and gra- granted, everyone was just like, what? When it actually happened. No, that's true. That is a good point. Cause he, I mean, that's the thing is like, Seinfeld is cool. The show is like super cool now, but like, Jerry Seinfeld the person is and was never cool yeah no he's not um I think I think the whole thing is Julia Louis-Dreyfus well she she, she's the one that like transcends Seinfeld and like has always been obviously like so chic and like beautiful and like hilarious uh and like Larry David yeah 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 those are I mean that's kind of yeah Larry David is somehow cool like he always oh he's the coolest person um but But like it's funny like the style like the elaine bennis style aesthetic is like cool now because and i was that also that's another one that's been for like i mean how long has that been going on for that's also been for like at least 10 years no i mean i feel like five i mean i don't don't think so i think people have been doing that for a really long Long time. time But like back in the day, like her style was not considered cool at the time. You know what I mean? Like it was, she was presented as sort of like a schlub, just like the rest of them. And like that, that, that 90s style was like obviously very prevalent, but it was not at the time it was not considered like chic or like trendy, you know, but now it is. Huh. I never thought of her as a schlub. Well, she, she like glowed up like the later seasons after like her hair, like she definitely like looked different in the last few seasons than she did at the beginning. But like those first few seasons, I think she, you know, she's wearing like 
you know, baggy t-shirts and, and big glasses and her hair is just sort of like pulled back. So I, I'm not, a sh- I mean, she's not like George Costanza, but like, she, I don't, she was never like Elaine was not initially presented as like a glamor girl. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, we'll see. I hope, um, well, Jessica, she's obsessed with that new pizza place in Amagantic. What is that? There's some pizza place that she posts about on Twitter. That's like, oh my God, like this is the best pizza. It's just like a pizza place in her fucking Hamptons town. And she like drags Jerry there and Jerry, like you can tell just doesn't even want to go out. Oh, well, yeah. You've always had a deep hatred for Jessica Seinfeld. I never liked her ever since she had that book about hiding vegetables and food. Cause yeah. I just, I just philosophically deceptively I'm delicious. To that, deceptively delicious. Cause I think you have to, I mean, there's like the plagiarism accusations, which are one mm-hmm. thing, but also just like, sorry. I mean, and I don't have kids, so it's easy for me to say, but like, if you, you just have to present vegetables as like amazing, beautiful things. And then your kids will eat them. And you don't, if you're hiding your vegetables in your food, the kids are going to grow up thinking that vegetables are disgusting. And that you have to, it's something to keep hidden. And I don't think you should have to hide vegetables. But what if they don't eat them? Well, again, I'm going to say I don't have kids, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, then all, I think you have to present an example of like eating vegetables and loving food and like eating good foods. And maybe your kids will be picky and maybe they won't. And there will be definitely times when kids don't want to eat their vegetables, but I think you have to like stay the course and eventually the kids will realize the vegetables are great. So if you lead by example, lead by example, yeah, you don't, you don't pressure your kids. You don't say, you know, you're not leaving the table until you eat the vegetables. Cause that's bad. You're then you're going to traumatize your kids. You, you know, just make a beautiful salad and, and just show your kids like eating vegetables is cool by do your you, own example. Do you think Jessica Simpson eats vegetables? Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, of course she does. She does. She now Jerry, on the other hand, doesn't seem to eat very many vegetables. Jessica Seinfeld is yeah. She I mean she likes to cook. She definitely likes to eat healthy. So she eats mm-hmm. vegetables for sure. Well, then I guess the kids will pick it up one day. How these kids have to be like in their thirties by now. These people are so old. How old are these kids? I don't care actually. Yeah, no, I don't even want to look it up. I'm just, let's thank the Lord that there's no like Seinfeld kid influencers or like it Can girls. Can you fucking or... imagine? I mean, I, I mean, I'm like, surprised it hasn't David's happened. Remember daughter. Larry David's daughter tried he to like write a book, book. In essays and she dated Pete Davidson that didn't that uh yeah that really did not go over too well I think it was just like I think everyone was like why is someone who's like 20 years old writing a memoir well the thing is she was she was she was too big for her britches what she should have done like any other nepotism baby is just like get a job in Hollywood like writing on a sitcom like because she could have like Larry David's daughter I'm sure she could have gotten any job on any show she wanted as like you know a staff writer or whatever and then just like do that for a couple of years and then like have your own show. Yeah. I don't think just honestly, I, I started reading Carrie Fisher's memoir, wishful drinking 
um, which I'll probably finish today. Cause it's like, I was shocked when I opened it up. It is, first of all, it is like the thinnest, smallest book I've ever seen. It's in huge font and half <laughs> of it is pictures. So I'm it's like, amazing. this is like a magazine. And I think it's basically just like her stage show transcribed. Okay. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to read it and it's like good, I guess, but so much of it is about like how cool it was to have her celebrity mother and her celebrity parents and like what, how crazy it is in Hollywood and like, oh, that's Hollywood baby. Like she keeps on talking about like, you know, the wild life that she lived as like a child of celebrities. And it's like, maybe that went out over better when she was first doing, I'm sure it did. And it's not fair. Cause she's like, obviously not with us to like update her, you know, it's, it seems dated in a way that like, she obviously can't change it now. Cause she's yeah. dead. So like, okay. Is it just cause she's like unapologetic about her privilege in a way that would feel weird today? It's more like, it's worse than that. She's, she is, sort of self-aware about it and like self-deprecating in like a way that feels like humble braggy to me like the self I would rather someone just say like oh yeah like this is what we do because we're rich and famous and like that's how we live and if you want to know you can know and if you don't don't (laughs) but someone being like kind of like you know we're all so crazy and fucked up and blah 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 when like she's describing behavior that if it happened to a poor family, it would just be like domestic abuse. And they would just be like trash. Like, Oh, everyone was a drug addict and someone found a gun in your mom's room and shot themselves in the leg. Like that's like wacky and glamorous if you're a celebrity, but if they were like, you know, from Appalachia or something, nobody would be like, wow, how glamorous and crazy and cool. Yeah. 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 You know, but that might just be because of how my brain has been rewired in the last like six years yeah i mean that that sort of uh you know glamorous depravity is totally based on well i mean i always think of like the beale sisters from gray garden or mother yeah. and daughter like that's the type of thing that like oh you you literally would be homeless if you weren't generationally wealthy yeah um, and you'd be lucky if you actually like lived in a in like a mental health facility well, and, I think and, they probably both would have benefited from Yeah, that. well, uh, yeah, but that would be like the best option if you're poor is mm-hmm. to like live in a state-run mental health facility, which doesn't even really happen anymore. And so you'd just be like on the street. Yeah. And so, I mean, not that like Carrie Fisher would have been <laughs> on the street. I mean, maybe there were parts of times in her life where she would have been, but. Yeah, or like, you know, j- not even that like, I mean, yeah, like they were working and like they were, they were whatever functional. they were functional. They weren't like, like the Beale sisters, like genuinely or like mother, daughter, whatever, like they, they like were completely out of touch with reality. And also their house was like falling down around them and they were just sort of like living in this like thing that they happened to own. Yeah. Um, but I have to watch that again. I wonder what it would be like to watch it now. I haven't seen it in like. It's been a while. Years. It's it is like, 
I understand the camp value of it. Like I get why people think it's like hilarious, but to me, that's one of those movies that is just like genuinely depressing. And I, I, yeah. I've watched it like two or three times and I don't, I don't know that I need to see it again. No, it is very sad. It's very like, um, I mean, parts of it are obviously like funny, but parts of it are like, it's just very quiet and yeah. creepy. And it reminds me of that Shirley Jackson book we've always lived oh, in the castle yeah. did you see that movie i did i didn't even realize they made a movie out of it it's one of my favorite books yeah i've never read the book but i liked the movie i think the movie was pretty faithful to the book but i think the book is a lot better i'm sure i'm sure um yeah uh anyway. okay we've gone on a lot of tangents. A lot of tangents. This all started from Jerry Seinfeld's stupid fashion spread. See, nothing even has to happen in the world of Goop for us to have shit to talk about, yeah, exactly. like wellness and like pop culture in general. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, all right, let's move on to the old newsletters. Agnes. What was your best of the week? Okay, so my best of the week was a simple 
uh, clear skin routine for morning and night. There was nothing new really in any of this, except for one thing, which is that they're now recommending, <laughs> I'm assuming as a way to like offload their stock that you drink the detox detoxifying super powder in the morning. Um, they used to only recommend to drink the goop glow first mm -hmm. thing in the morning. And now they're saying that this dietary supplement is a detoxifying super powder that has a blend of liver supporting milk, thistle and antioxidants, vitamin C and reverse trawl, which is something that we've been hearing a lot about lately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the one we never even bought this one. This is, I think one of our listeners nicely like sent us a sample of it. Yeah, this one I, I remember. I forgot that this even like, existed. Me too, because this one is like more or less unflavored. I think. Yeah, because they well they came out with the goop glow, and then they came yeah. out with the marine collagen the fish, fish juice, and then there was the double whammy of the digestive one and the metabolism one, which came out at the same time. And I bought packs of both of those, which mm -hmm. I think I still have some of that metabolism one because it's mm -hmm. disgusting. Mm -hmm. And then this liver one came out later with like little fanfare so it makes sense that they would they would try to retrofit it into like your morning routine because pretty soon these morning routines are going to take all day long well you can't possibly take every single supplement they sell i mean you could which to, it kind of like weakens it because it's like well what's the point you yeah. know what i mean like what is actually good for me and if you're just saying like oh i can just pick and choose but this is the first i'm seeing that of them telling you to take this for your skin yeah that i guess the reverse all is like but there's always i the same with collagen there people always say like oh you know uh drinking collagen doesn't actually help your skin like you have to actually just take put it on topically and i imagine that's the case with this you know too. what i used to think that and then i did a deep dive and i don't know if that's true anymore and now i take it well, I take it too, but I mean, I, yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't like the liver one. I think it tastes gross. I don't Ooh. like it either. And it's very like muddy looking. It looks yeah. like mud, but I think I might start taking this actually. I just feel like they should have stuck with goop glow and like no one checks anyway. So just yeah. say that Goop Glow does all this stuff. Well, can't Goop or can't they just put like the re Reversatrol in, in Goop Glow? Because Goop Glow tastes so good. Like Goop Glow is my favorite drink. It tastes amazing. I know. I actually need to get some more. I'm yeah, out. me too. But I think I'm going to get this actually. Mm, this tastes gross. You're not going to want to drink but it. I, but I, I'll drink it. I need to fix my liver. I used to drink so much. I need help. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could just get like milk thistle. But I used it to, doesn't have the reverse trawl. It doesn't have the reverse. I'm sure that, well, I'm sure you could find a pill that has milk thistle and reverse trawl in it for cheaper. But, you know, the scoop stuff. Okay. Oh, anyway. Um, I'm okay. Googling it right now. My best is just in general, Goop, they change their website every once in a while sometimes for the better sometimes not for the better i don't like i don't like the way that it's laid out now um in it's sort of like you know not in the typical like scroll down blog form it's the side scroll where you have it's hard to like know what the new articles are 
mm-hmm. which has been sort of irritating having to research the show every week. Um, but they made a change, I think just in the last week or so that actually helps me when I prepare to the show, prepare for the show. So that's my, my best is now every goop article has actual bylines and dates on when the article was first published, which will help prevent us from repeating stuff, which I feel like I always have a question like, have I read this article before? Have we talked about this before? Yeah. And I always think, because we just sort of talk in circles. We've just been talking in circles constantly for like six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least now I'm like, okay, this article was published September 8th, 2022. I know that we've never talked about it before and I can feel confident, you know, bringing it to the, you know, the red table talk. That is good. So that's just my best overall. Thank you, Goop, for making our job a little bit easier. We do appreciate it. And also the bylines. I think that these writers should get credit. Yeah, they should get credit. Um, As, you know, a writer myself, uh, I like to get credit for what I do. And I think that these Goop people should reap what they sow, for better or for worse. They should. Anyway, did you find any um, cheaper alternative to the liver detox? I, I mean, there's the milk thistle, but I need yeah. to get it with the reverse control too. I, this is going to take forever. I was so stupid in my twenties. I would like drink so much and then like, just like take milk thistle the next morning thinking that that was going to do something. Oh, wait. So you don't even think it does anything? No, I think it's like one of those things that it is good, but you can't be like, I'm drinking like a fish and then taking milk th- thistle and thinking that it will prevent damage it's like you have to not you have to stop drinking and then take the milk thistle same with like i don't know any food like doing a cleanse and then you know eating fast food every night it's like you 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 have to be always yeah or just like yeah it's there's no there's no quick fix yeah but well there's no fix at all for alcohol damage oh is that true it's like once your liver's fucked it's fucked yeah it's pretty much yeah I well, unless you you're like drink complete for liver damage, come on. I don't know. Unless you're like completely sober, which I'm not planning on being for like, they say that the only, it doesn't matter. It's too depressing to think about it. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was your worst? Um. Okay, Brian, this one's for you. Uh-oh. My worst was Caitlin. Caitlin going to a fucking wedding. She's constantly on the move, constantly traveling, never at her desk. So this was like, um, easy, flavorful weeknight dinners. Now here's something about me. I'm just going to throw this out there as everyone knows, or at least maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I am like a big, like assembler of meals. Like Ryan's always doing like making recipes from like Bon Appetit and stuff. I like, will do that like once in a while, but for the most part, my thing, and I pride myself on my ability to like meal, like meal plan and throw things together quickly that like taste good and are healthy and like have stuff in my fridge every night that I can like assemble something without Mm -hmm. having to like stress about it. And like, that's how I live my life. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Everything I cook takes like 10 minutes to make, maybe 20. I'm like in and out. So I'm like, what are these easy, you know, weeknight meal? Because I'll look into it. You know, I'm always open for expanding. First of all, 
half the shit on here is breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, this whole article. I was excited when I read this. And then it's like, these are all old. Like not one of these recipes is new, first of all. But the first three, we get broccoli and spinach tortilla, boyfriend breakfast hash, and spinach silver dollar pancakes. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Okay. Number four, poached eggs and roasted tomatoes with halloumi. That's brunch. Chive and Parmesan Dutch baby brunch. Breakfast enchiladas. It's in the fucking name. And oh, like, that's the whole section called breakfast for dinner. Look. They're just saying breakfast for dinner because they don't want to actually write new recipes. Then we go down to vegan mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm never, ever going to eat that. Turkey shepherd's pie, if that's a possibility. But that, for me, would not be like... If I made a shepherd's pie, that's a whole thing. Like, you have to make a bunch... Like, that's not like a throw-it-together thing. That takes, like... That would take me two hours minimum to make a shepherd's pie. Yeah, I mean you're you're assembling the meat part, and then separately you're assembling the topping, and well, then, then you're you have to like it all make together. mashed potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to cook the meat and vegetables, and then you have to like put it all together into like a casserole or something, and then bake it. It takes a minute. Like that's not like that. That's not a quick dinner. No. It's definitely not a quick weeknight dinner for I mean, in, in general, in the general population of working Americans, that is not feasible for a weeknight dinner. Then there, or like whatever, then there's this spaghetti with cherry tomatoes, olives and lemon. Okay. Whatever. And then there's this miso salmon with bok choy and asparagus. Now I'm going to be honest. I do make this all the time. This is because this is an old recipe. Yeah, this is a quick. I would make it if John ate fish. Um, one of my like go tos is just like mixing all the shit together, like miso and whatever together, and like slathering it on a fucking piece of salmon, and then putting it on a sheet pan with vegetables. But this again is so. There's no date on this, but I know it's at least a year old but probably older oh older yeah that thing's but that miso salmon thing's been kicking around forever but i do recommend it if you actually want to like make something quick yeah anyway so this is my worst i was just like not impressed i was sort of like what i don't understand like why even do this like <laughs> how how are they paying this woman a salary i'm sorry like I subscribe to, you know, Allison Roman's newsletter, uh, Sola Elwili's newsletter, Dory Greenspan's newsletter, uh, Smitten Kitchen. These people have all they do. They make one recipe a week. This is their job. It's a great job to have. And they do it. They make a living. And we're not asking for the world. We're asking for one recipe a week, Caitlin. Like, this is your job. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't deal with it. I want to know how much she gets paid. I don't understand what she's doing. She's at a wedding. Her friend is getting married in Palm Springs. Then she's going on a, you know, weekend getaway to Big Bear. And then she's going back to see her family in Chicago or whatever. Like, it's like constant traveling. She's probably using more carbon than Taylor Swift. She probably is. But she does. I do have to say, I really, she really is um, amazing for the work that she does for homeless people. She has like, (laughs) She she cooks meals every week for um, unhoused people and like distributes them. It's on her Instagram. 
That's what I love about Caitlin. Okay, Brian. Okay. <laughs> it's true. I was like, oh my God, I want to get involved. But then I feel like I couldn't because then she well, would, Google, so then she would Google me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, that's nice of her. Anyway, that was my worst. And that was also in honor of you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. A little sneak peek into the thing I will try. One of those recipes we oh, talked Jesus about Christ. is going to be, you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Okay, I can't wait to hear. Uh, but my worst was just okay. So it's the how to kickstart an upward spiral. Oh, by, I hated this one too. This was almost my worst, but then you know, of yeah. course, Caitlin once again took the throne, <laughs> took the crown. So this is Ingrid Fetal Lee, and she is. It's like Molly Shannon's character from SNL, the licensed joyologist who's like i love it i love it i love it that's yeah, literally yeah. this this woman is this this is her um she's a licensed joyologist <laughs> she uh and so like again all i ask for these goop articles when you're introducing us to like a crazy person who is getting rich off of whatever i all i want is like a few tips like specific tips and tricks so i don't have to pay this person to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like that's what Goop is for is a little introduction to a person and their philosophy, but also a little specificity and a little Mm -hmm. guide as to like how to take it to the next level. So, and we didn't get that with this. She, I mean, I get like the, the sort of macro idea that she's going for is like, you know, when we get depressed or when we're sad or when we're anxious or whatever, we tend to like, make our lives smaller and we stay home. You know, we watch TV, we scroll Instagram, we go to bed early. And mm-hmm. that in some sense is like comforting. Cause you're not having to like go out into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and she's, and she defines this as what the definition of a, a downward spiral is, which I feel that's a little dramatic. I don't know. I mean, it's like, so spending like two weeks where you like don't go out as much and are like sleeping and watching TV is a not really a downward spiral. It's just kind of like chilling out. Yeah. That, yeah. It seemed, I don't know. Weird. But also I think that you and I get like, because of our like backgrounds or whatever, and like what we do when we're not doing this podcast, I think watching TV for us is a lot more like active and like engage, we're more engaged. Like we're not like when I watch TV, I like kind of consider it like I'm I I genuinely feel like I'm like taking I'm like watching like art or something. Yeah. Well, like, no, I know I don't feel like I'm just like zoning out and just like being a like in like a vegetative state. I don't either typically. I mean, there's certain things like you know, I'll watch Real Housewives or Yeah, you or know, like Bobby Parish, my yeah. personal Real Housewives where I construct, <laughs> but it, I'm very stimulated. I'm construct I'm doing a lot of world building. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're you you have an analytical mind. You're you're wondering about his marriage, you're wondering about his politics. politics. It, yeah, it's like it, yeah. it's active. And that I I agree like, you know, we're uh we're, we're both writers and we're both, um, we're both critics yeah. in a certain sense. <laughs> and so like, yeah, you engage, you engage critically with the art and, and I'm not saying that like, oh, it's, you know, this, like, this, like brain teaser or like this amazing sort of intellectual feat I'm doing when I'm watching TV or watching a movie, but like you are in, you are engaging some of your intellect. Yeah. Um, it's and, also about like, oh, well, go ahead. Well, and, uh, uh, and I do get, I really get pleasure and I don't feel bad about it from, 
from from TV and movies. Like going to a movie is really, I think it's valuable and it's pleasurable. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I never feel guilty about the the TV or the movies that I watch. Maybe I should feel guilty about the time I, 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 uh, used to watch I, it but I it's don't. my favorite thing to do so why would I feel bad about it like yeah. I love tv and movies more than anything like why would I ever feel bad about watching a tv or movie a tv <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why it's making my brain rot and but like, and like la- last weekend you know you invited me to this party and it was really um it was fun and I hadn't been especially I hadn't been to a party with like the majority of people I like don't know in such yeah. a long time and I you know, I was a little, not anxious, but I was like a little apprehensive of like, oh, who's this going to be? And am I going to have fun? Mm-hmm. But it was so fun. And we got yeah. to, we got to meet really cool people. We got to make fun of some really not so cool people. It's like a fun That's part of life, yeah, part yeah. of a part. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I also didn't know anyone there except for the person who was like throwing it. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely fun to like get out of the house, but then also like there are t- so like, last night I was like so tired and I didn't get enough sleep and then I like spent all day with like my mom and like we went to the mall and we were walking around and I came home and I was just kind of like zapped and I had this like bar class scheduled and I didn't and I canceled it I was like I'm not gonna like I need to just like relax and like not do that and then I was like that was stupid like I can still go to this class so I like re-signed up and like went anyway and I was like and I was happy that I went I was like that was good that's great. But there are also plenty of times where I like have it scheduled or like when I was going to go and I'm like, I actually like don't have time. Like I can't do this right now. And like, I'll just stay home. And like, that's also good. Like you have to just know, like sometimes go and like sometimes push through that. And sometimes it's like real, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's all it a takes a, It's a lot it's a lot to like know your body and to know like is it real or am I just being lazy or just like being scared or just you know like how like do I not want to do it or is it like health more healthy for me to not do it or to like stay to like not go to the party or not go to the class or not go to the whatever and I'm I'm so thankful that I am I don't get sad or I don't get depressed when I'm alone or like do something by myself or stay home because there are some people that like constantly need to be around people all the time. And like, they really get anxious if they do spend one night on the couch and like, that would just be exhausting and expensive. Yeah. I've never been like that. That's true. Like I have always gotten like so much burnout. If I hang out with, if I have been like too social, I like, I'm just kind of a homebody. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, this, like, yeah. yeah, well, the, so this woman, she, she talks about, you know, uh, how, you know, staying home and not doing things will sort of exacerbate the, the anxiety and the depression that you're feeling. And so instead of experiencing a downward spiral, you're supposed to experience an upward spiral. Mm-hmm. And so she has these like series of questions. That's just like, so base. it's like, you know, uh, do you find it hard to be present when you're spending time with family or friends? Do you spend most evenings on the couch? Um, but I also think spending most evenings on the couch is like, nor- I mean, like, what the fuck are you supposed to be doing every night? I mean, I get that some people live like a very like fun cosmopolitan life and they're like out every single night. But like, I don't, well, I feel like those are only people who live in like 
not in LA. I feel like those are people who live in like New York or maybe Chicago. Yeah. And like what you're just independently wealthy and you're just a socialite. I mean, or you're just like a, I don't, and I think a lot of it is an age thing too. Like, right. Like when I was in my twenties and early thirties, I definitely would like when I was definitely, when I was in my like twenties, if I spent like two nights in a row at home, I'd be like, Oh my God. (laughs) But now, I mean, if I spent two nights in a row going out, I'd be like, oh my God. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I don't know, there's a balance. Cause there were, there was a time like during the pandemic and stuff where it, it did get like a little depressing, like having to stay in every night. But nowadays, I mean, I, I don't, there's not many things I do. I will play tennis. I will go to a movie or I'll go out to dinner. And that's like, enough you know what I mean yeah I have yeah like I mean I would say that I have um like I definitely have like a social life and like it's important to me to like see friends and stuff but like yeah mostly all I do is like go to dinner or like go to someone's house or you know occasionally there'll be like a more fun like outing or whatever that gets like planned yeah. but to, usually but I like, like doing in... that stuff during the day rather than at night yeah that would probably yeah like during the day like on the weekend or whatever um I don't know I think I have a pretty fun life yeah I do too um but um I would say it's like a mix, but I would say that like, I go also my social life tends to like really like ebb and flow. And I'm always like, I don't know why, but it's like, I'll start to ramp up where I'm like doing all of these like fun, crazy things like for like six weeks. And then I have like downtime and then it ramps up again. And then I have downtime and that's kind of how I am. It's like, I'm very like, I don't know. Yeah, you're on upward spiral or you're on a downward spiral. But I like the downward spiral is also good. And like, usually I'm like getting like work done. I'm doing like work on myself. I'm doing, it's like, I don't know. I'm like re re like recuperating a little bit. Like I'm, you know, you can't just be like on 24 seven, like traveling and drinking and eating and like going places, like spending a bunch of money. Sometimes you have to like spend some time chilling out. And what bugged me about this article too was she has all these like symptoms basically of what she considers a downward spiral. And then she's just like, well, if you want to change it, then sign up for my things called the joy sessions, which but are like, wor- yeah, it's and- also like, so and that's not what joy is like joy. Isn't like going out every night. Yeah. Joy and busyness are not the same. Let's no. see. I'm, it starts Wednesday, September 21st. But yeah, if you're on goop, it's like, at least give me a few tips and tricks instead of give oh, us this... something. Oh my God. I just saw a picture of her. How old is she? She looks really young. She looks like probably like late twenties, early thirties. See, that's the age when I was like going out a lot. Yeah. And she, she looks joyful. She has a big old smile on her face. Um, I don't Maybe see, I don't see a price. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's on sale. Three workshops. Usually it's $591, but now it's on sale for $497. You get to do how to thrive in tough times, finding joy in the dark. Then the second one is called how to get unstuck, stop waiting for happiness, start creating joy. 
And then the third one is how to dream, build a life of abundance. Sounds like a nightmare. Oh, there she is. Yep. I mean, if I was a joyologist and I had to take a headshot, that's a good one because she looks happy. I'll give her that. It, she looks like an actress. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure she's an actress. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just. You, you don't, don't just, just be... wake up one day and do this. <laughs> and <laughs> say, yeah, say I'm a you get a BFA. <laughs> you get a BFA. You, you hit the pavement. You yeah. go on some auditions. You know how to slate your name. And, and then, then you become, then you write <laughs> the aesthetics of joy by Ingrid Fatale. Yeah. Um, but she's a musical theater person. Okay. It all makes sense. Yeah. That's what she looks like. Yeah. Great. Good for her. Uh, I have right. to find out how old she is. I just have to know. I'm going to say just... thir 34. She uh, graduated from Carnegie Mellon in 2011. Of course she no, did. No, I'm just making that up. I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, no, she's older than that. Oh, is she? Oh, she she's great. way old. She's older than me. What? How, how old is she? Oh, no, she's not. She's my exact age. <laughs> okay. Did she go no. to Clon No, Clon she's older. She's <laughs> She, she went to me? Princeton. Oh. She graduated in 2002. Oh, so she's even older than me. Look at that. She looks great. She looks great. Good for her. She Then she went to the Pratt Institute and got a master's degree, and she graduated in 2009. Oh, that was my old neighbor. She, we, were, we were probably neighbors. That was Pratt was in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's where my grandma went. Cute. Okie doke. Let's move on to... What was your craziest or your saddest? Okay. So my craziest, I don't know. So like, mm, I'm sure this is bad. When I first heard about it, I was scared. The first person who told me about it was Jen Gunn. <laughs> she was enraged. But like Peter Thiel is like investing in something called a femtech company. Oh, I read that from Jen Gunter. I think it's just liberal scare tactics but like what is it yeah no that's what i'm starting to think too so i'm like obviously peter thiel is bad okay isn't it it's teal right oh it's teal i think it's it's th it's spelled th but yeah it's but i think it's teal, teal. Uh, either way yeah did you read this vice thing about it mm, i read the headline i mean i like skimmed it but so I don't want to like use a period tracker or like tell anyone about my period. I don't want to tell anyone about anything, but it doesn't matter. Cause like, they're not going to come for me anyway, but Brian, I have had, first of all, I just want to say I eat super healthy. I haven't been drinking. I eat everything organic. I do it all. I work out all the time. I'm like not an unhealthy person at least for the last like two months. <laughs> But I have had PMS symptoms for the last like three months and I haven't had a period and I want to know what the fuck is going on. And I went to Kaiser and they did a blood. I got scammed by the fucking Western medical establishment yet again, when they did that fucking blood test on me and said, there's no way that you have PCOS, even though I've been diagnosed with my PCOS by different gynecologists 
and also have had an ultrasound and seen with my own eyes, my like fucking cystic ass ovary. And the gynecologist that did it was like, oh, yep, that's a classic PCOS ovary. That's exactly what she said. And they were like, and I called this endocrinologist, the Kaiser, who was a huge bitch. She laughed in my face. She did a blood test. She was like, oh, no, you don't have it. Then I went to my true home country, motherfucking England, (laughs) waiting to get my passport. I go on the NHS website. I'm like, what is the diagnostic criteria for PCOS? Guess what? It's symptoms, check, cysts on ovaries from an ultrasound, check, and the hormonal blood test. Mm. And two out of three of the criteria is is the diagnostic criteria. So you don't have to have all three. You just need to have any two out of the three. So just because my hormone levels weren't what she considered to be right for PCOS doesn't mean that I don't already meet the diagnostic criteria, at least in king charles's england so i'm like why is kaiser permanente like treating me like shit why won't they let me get the medication that i want to treat this fucking disease and do i need to go to fucking peter teal and his fucking nazi femtech app i don't really know what it does but it's like i obviously i'm gonna have to consult like a functional medicine practitioner or something like that because like these fucking bitches of the western media uh, western medicine are not helping so Kaiser's saying that you have to have all three of these diagnostic criteria to qualify for getting medication. She basic. Yeah, basically. So I went to, it's been a long and sorted history. So basically a long time ago, I went to a gynecologist in Chicago who told me after doing a blood test that I had PCOS. And then I carried that with me for the rest of my life. I started going, I moved back to LA. I went to a new gynecologist. The gynecologist there was like, yeah, that sounds right. I just told her I had PCOS. She was like, okay, I go mm. to Kaiser. I tell the gynecologist there. Yeah, I have PCOS. I'm like, what can we do? And she's like, well, in order to treat the PCOS, you actually need to go and meet with an endocrinologist and like be confirmed that you actually have it. And I was like, okay, I've had it before. Oh yeah. This but... is fucking Kaiser just trying to pinch pennies and not treat you. This is bullshit. So I went to, and I went to the endocrinologist of course she doesn't even meet with me. We have a phone call and she's like, okay, well, who told you that? Everyone thinks they have PCOS. Why do you think that? Here's why I've seen it. I have symptoms. I had a blood test. And she's like, so you had what? And I was like, I think I had higher like estrogen and higher testosterone. And she literally laughs and she goes, that's not a thing. And I was like, well, I definitely had elevated testosterone. I got a, I had a blood test done but I had like all my, I like, I swear to God, this, they were like, all of your hormone levels are like elevated. Um, that's at least what I remember them saying at Chicago women's health center, like 20 years ago or whenever it was. And so, yeah. So then I get this blood test. Then I, then I was like trying to compare my blood tests with like the other, like you can Google, like, what are the levels that you need to be diagnosed with PCOS? And I Googled like all of these, um, you know, all of these different tests that they're supposed to do and what the levels are. And I tried to look at the, at my blood work and it wasn't, they didn't even test for the same things. Mm. Or if they did, they're like using different like terminology that I don't know that they're calling it something else. So it's just like totally unusable, but they were like, she just sent me this curt email that was like, your qual, your levels don't qualify for you to be diagnosed with PCOS. Have a good day or like, good luck or something like that. And that was the last I ever heard about it. 
So, and so and what is Peter Thiel going to do with this app? How is this? Okay. So Peter Thiel is going to start this app that is, um, okay, blah, blah, blah. Obviously Vice hates it, but it's a femtech technology that is supposed, that was announced on something called Evie. Oh, which Evie, according to Vice Evie is like, like, a, it's a Christian right-wing, um, like, it's like the right-wing Jezebel, I think. Okay. All right. So starting off strong. <laughs> okay. On announcement, Evie Hugaboom, that's the woman who wrote it, called, it's called 28. It's a natural extension of Evie's mission. And um, the magazine has already raised awareness around the negative impact of hormonal birth control on our bodies and help women find healthier, more natural alternatives in a time when the subject is considered off limits by women's media. Um, and then she linked to two articles. Evie has written on the purported dangers of hormonal birth control purported, right? Like it doesn't cause birth blood clots um, and touting so-called natural family planning, which fair, in fairness. See, that's the thing is not. like, I do th hormonal birth control is like, there's a lot of like side effects and it is, bad in certain respects it seems or like imperfect at least but i yeah. just these people have such nefarious reasons because they're just all like trad calf like i know it's also right black wing, and white, where it's like people i don't take birth control because i don't want the side effects and like i've been able to manage my life pretty well without it um and like when i did I've taken, and also like, I'm sorry, but it's like, they gave me the fucking birth control patch. And then like, um, I stopped taking it just because I was like, it made me like bleed nonstop mm. once for like 10 days straight. And then a couple of years later, they're like, Oh, did you take that? Sorry. That might kill you. Okay. Thank you. Fuck these people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, fuck all of it. You should pitch uh, Evie on your story. I know I should start writing for EB. <laughs> that was your dream to be a right Well, yeah, maybe this is my way in because I do have a dream of being like a Christian writer. <laughs> maybe Bobby, between like Bobby and Evie, yeah. I'll finally find my footing in this world. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing with these, this femtech or whatever. It's like, and it's like, I don't want to, I don't want any like tech. And Vice said something scary, which is that, Teal has a traditional interest in panopticon technology where like a panopticon is like, you know, where everybody's watching each other. And mm. that is very creepy to me. Yeah. I don't know what exactly they're talking about, but I don't like it. I, yeah, Peter Teal, I, some part of me does feel like he's like this, like boogeyman for liberals, like um, sort of like the, the, opposite of george soros or something but because i just i just don't care to research what because i don't really about, know what he does he's yeah he like he gives money to i mean i think he's just like an investor and he gives money to like causes that he thinks are good but it's like everyone was saying that the whole like, oh he did the gawker thing he was behind hulk Hogan's yeah gawker. that was like how he became sort of famous in the first place and people say that all the like dime square influencers are like being funded by peter t it just is i like, refuse okay. to be any part of that conversation yeah. anyway well sign up for um should i sign up for evie but i don't want to i think instead of signing up for evie i should just become an evie influencer 
Yeah, no. Be like, I stopped taking hormonal birth control, and this is what happened to me. Maybe Evie has a podcast network, and we can get on the Evie. Yeah. The Evie network. Maybe. Uh, All right. Well, I hope that you and Peter can figure out your. Well, it's just like, is there no middle ground? This is why people go to Goop because it's like, here are your options. Goop is you can have Kaiser ground. tell you to go fuck yourself. You can have Peter Thiel try to like steal your identity and kill you, or you can read Goop and like try to fucking take a supplement. Those are your three choices. So can all of these fucking anti wellness people just shut the fuck up? That's what I. That's my statement. Hallelujah. All right. My craziest. It was crazy in a good way. Crazy in I'm jealous of this person. This is um, a travel article called A 14-Day Peru Itinerary, written by Ricky Strauss, who, again, I'm thankful for these bylines, but I was like, who is this person? I've never seen him in Goop before. Does he work at Goop? Who Who is paying for 14 days in Peru? I Google him. He's the I guess, former head of programming for Disney and Hulu. So I think he's just like a friend of Gwyneth's who went to Peru. <laughs> okay. Which I was like, good, good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just like a classic old school Goop travel article. Uh, but even more personal, because I feel like Goop travel articles sometimes are just like, here's a list of all the like places to stay and restaurants to eat at. And this one was like, oh, this is literally what I did. And this is my trip. And I- That's nice. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, great travel writing or whatever, but it was like a nice, and it was it was nice to read. So he um he and two buddies, his friends Patrick and Jordan, they do seem a little like Brian Singer, like mm-hmm. gay mafia mm-hmm. types. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he doesn't talk about you know sex tourism aspects of his trip, but it's let's just say it's implied. <laughs> Okay. So he starts off in Lima. Uh, they stay a few days at a you know beautiful boutique hotel. They go to like I guess there's two of the greatest restaurants in the world are in Lima, so of course they eat at both of those. Um, and then after a few days, they fly or no, they take a river boat to this place called Iquitos, which is in a remote part of the Amazon. Okay. And so they're uh, on this riverboat for a few days. They um, experience a local delicacy called paiche, which is an enormous river fish. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they um, drink a local beverage called machine, which is, uh, he said, the combination of cough syrup and Jägermeister. Sounds good to me, actually. Okay. Then... They live. They leave the river and they go up to the mountains and they go to Cusco, which is the um, the former capital city of the Incan Empire. And they live in this like former colonial mansion for a few days, um, and they do these weird like rituals. Okay, that sounds fun. I would. It do sounds really fun. And then they go kayaking in the Urabama River. They meet a shaman, Jose. Nice. who helps them give an offering to Pachamama. So this is obviously like satanic is what they're doing. What is, what are they talking about? I don't understand what any of this means. Like who's Pachamama? Who Pachamaka, I guess is some Incan god or goddess, mother earth. Okay. Um. So it's, yeah, it's satanic. Okay. This would not be on Evie. 
No, it would definitely not be on Evie, but Peter Thiel might do it. And then they go, they have some roast chicken, which I, that's the one thing I can experience is like ordering roast chicken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds. Uh, and then they go to Machu Picchu, which I've heard, I think my sister went to Machu Picchu and a friend I know went, to, I, it sounds great, but they I don't want to go to Machu Picchu. I would love to do the, cause it's a four day trek. That would be, cause like you could do like the Appalachian trail or the Pacific coast trail, but that's like multi, like multiple months. Yeah. Which is not realistic. I think I, I could do four days out in the wilderness. I really could. Um, but he doesn't even I do that. He just um, takes a bus <laughs> or takes yeah, a that's van. That's what I would do. I would mountain. be like in and out in the same day. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there. I'd like, I'd want to do the, I'd want to do the whole thing. I think. I mean, are you take, are they like on drugs? No, like, I don't like think Iowa so. You have to hike. No, I mean, I, you probably could, but like, it's you have to be in like pretty good shape. I feel like you have to hike. You're for on. You're day. hiking through the. Yeah, no, that's not how I would do yeah, it. Yeah, you're hiking. I think there's little cabins and stuff, and then you're you know you have like little. I don't know if you have to. I think you have to bring. I don't know if you have to bring your food. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, a bunch of tourists do it, so I don't think it's. It can't be that strenuous. Mm, still. And then, um, oh, and then they take a luxury train to Cusco. Uh. And then they stay in a beautiful hotel and have more drinks, more food, and then back to Hollywood, baby. That sounds nice. It sounds, I don't, traveling, because I don't know. I feel like now I'm like needing to like prioritize travel more than I felt I did before. Because I used to think, oh, I'll get to that eventually. But I'm like, oh, no, my life's like half over. (laughs) Like I need to like, if I want to go these places, I need to like start like, pinching my pennies and like actually figuring it out I know I I always want to travel and I never get to go anywhere good I should just because they have those like trip around the world trips that are like $75,000 right I should just save up and just do it all like bust what it are you ta- like that boat yeah isn't it like a boat that's like you can just go there's the one world? that always depressed me there's like a year it's like a year-long cruise around like the world but isn't that the i mean unless you're like going on these cool trips every year isn't that the best way to do it is just to like i would rather go on like cool trips every year yeah than do that like to me there's something really sad about that it's even though it's like very luxurious and wonderful, I think the vast majority of people who do it are retired. I'm sure it's all and elderly people that are regretting like, not traveling before. Yeah, and just like, I think yeah. it's like the last grand sure. adventure before you die. It's like yeah. see it all before you die. And I just that just makes me want to blow my brains out. I mean, I'm sure it's fun. plus I think I would get sick of it. I mean, I don't even like being like I was in Europe last like two years ago for like or more longer than that now four years ago maybe jesus for like three weeks and that was too long yeah like i need to be like two weeks is really my max two weeks is a great amount of time i think yeah. less than two if you're on like a big trip less than two weeks you're like oh you're probably not gonna get to see everything and you don't get a chance to like really relax and more than yeah. two weeks you start to get a little homesick i think yeah well this is what he did was he did two weeks which is the perfect amount of time and peru is somewhere i'm i mean i'm always like oh peru seems cool but i'm never like oh i need to go to peru but now i think i'm i need to go to peru well i still want to go to 
Tokyo first. That's like the big place I've never been to Japan. Yeah. I've only, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed that I've only ever been to Europe. I mean, I've been to Asia once, but it was for like a job. Which was oh, really? Fun. Yeah. I mean, quote unquote, job. it was for an improv job. Oh, an improv job in China? In uh, Hong Kong, yeah. What was the improv job? It was um, through Improv Everywhere. And we sang Christmas carols at a mall in Hong Kong for, I think, two weeks. But we only worked for like four days. And the rest of the time, we just hung out. It was pretty oh my fun. God, who was who? They flew you to China. Yeah, it was. Sorry, this. I, well, Improv John, Everywhere was kind of big. Yeah, they were big at the time. They had a lot of money at the time because they did um, a lot of like corporate gigs. And uh, John got hired first to do it, and I was just gonna go out for a couple of days to like hang out, and then someone had to drop out because they got like a better like got cast in a movie, and uh, and so then they hired me as like a replacement, oh, which was great. Cool. Cause then I just paid for a whole trip and we made money. That's amazing. But that was like 10 years ago at this point. So I can't, I can't rely on improv everywhere to help me travel well, the does world. Does it still exist? Yeah. I think they do little, it's all based in New York. So they do like little things, but. It's, yeah. I don't feel like it has the same. No, it doesn't have the same cultural import as it has. Now it feels kind of like. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I mean, they're really nice people, but I get it. Anyway, what would you try? I would try, well, maybe this should have been my thing I would buy. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll say I did try. So a listener very, very kindly sent me the goop hair oil mm. because she don't like it. Right. And I've got to say... I don't love it myself. Wow. I straight up do not understand. So it's like, basically it's, it's not a hair oil. It's a hair mask. Like it's a hair mask because you put it on before you take a shower or like before you like a hair oil is, I think of it as something you put on after your yeah. hair is dry and you leave when it you're in. like styling your hair or like maybe before you flat iron it or something. This is a depth full blown hair mask. Okay. And it did. I'm going to say nothing. Wow. Did nothing. Yeah. So I wasn't like obsessed with it. I didn't really get the point of it. I would not buy it. It's a no, Two but I do. I am very thankful down. to that listener for sharing it with me and for sending it to me. It was very kind of her to, of course, to send me her gently used yeah. hair oil. Uh, and yeah, if anyone else um, has gently used items from goop that they don't like, we will send it up. We'll take all, we'll take take all your scraps. Your it doesn't even yeah. have to be that gently used to be honest. No, I'll we just... trust you. You're all probably clean. Also, did you try the hair oil? And did anyone have like a good experience with the hair oil? Is there something that I'm that we're not doing right with it that we need to like get? Because I, I, it seems like nobody really likes it. So what's mm. the deal with the hair oil? To quote what's the deal famous with model the Jerry model, Seinfeld, yeah. what's the deal with the hair oil? Ah. Uh... And so that is the thing you did try. I did try you because did try. the thing I said I was going to try is actually probably more of a buy. Okay. Um, well, the thing I would try is the famous Turkey Shepherd's Pie from your earlier segment. Oh, no. Because, so I understand, I, I like cooking, okay? I like cooking more than you do. And that's just the difference between you and me. 
Right. I like doing recipes. An hour on a weekday is okay for me. And I guess it's not okay for everyone. I'm, you know, very lucky. I work from home, blah, blah, blah. I can, you know, stop work whenever I want and start cooking. Yeah. So whatever. Um, this looks, and I, this does, this is at the higher end of how complicated I need a recipe to be for a weeknight, but I, it still is in my zone. I think. Yeah. I just want to say, I don't think it seems, I, I think I could make a shepherd's pie right now with no recipe. Oh yeah. I'm sure you could. I'm just saying, and I actually have memorized Gordon Ramsay's shepherd's pie recipe memorized, which I'm sure will taste a lot better than this, which one. is definitely better than this. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't have the ingredients on hand all the time. I don't have like a mince and like a bunch of potatoes. Um, and par- I don't keep Parmesan cheese either in the house anymore. Wow. Um, so these would all be like a special shopping yeah. trip for me. And I mean, I guess I could do it. I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to, if I want to, like, I don't even think about dinner until I get hungry. That's my other problem too. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh, let me plan this. I have to like plan it all in advance so that the second I get hungry, I like go and take it out of the fridge and like reheat it. Or it's like, I just like cut up like three things and put them in a pan and like put them in a bowl and eat it. Like I can't, I, cause I. And that's a great healthy way relationship to food where you're not constantly thinking about it all the time. Unlike me who and this is embarrassing. I don't think I've ever actually said this publicly. What I do now is literally on Saturday night, this is my small downward spiral life. As I'm going to bed, I scan through magazines and websites to figure out what I'm going to cook the next week. I make a shopping list. And then on Sunday morning, I buy whatever I need for the week. I guess it's not that pathetic. That's not, and I do something really similar. I, but I don't like make, I'm not like looking for rest. I'm like trying to stay within my wheelhouse and like, I don't go to like Bon Appetit or like, I'm not like looking for recipes. I'm like in my little like notebook and I'm like, what do I have that's going to keep, what do I need to cook soon? And like, what could I do with it? And like, what have I not had in a while to, to mm-hmm. try it? I'm like only thinking about like, oh, I need to like diversify my like nutrition. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like I haven't had like this. So like, oh, I do I have enough of like whatever, like vegetable, but I yeah. pretty much always just like, or like, have I been having too much of like, sh- have I been having too much chicken? Do I need to have some fish? That's the way I think about it. And then I just will like pre-cook a bunch of chicken breasts or like, that's really it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and I do, I'll usually, cause I, yeah, I will try not to like have a ton of one thing during the week. So I'll typically I'll do like one, one chicken dish or, you know, every once in a while, maybe like a ground beef or a ground lamb or something, but mostly chicken. And then I'll do one sort of usually like legume and rice vegetarian thing, like a curry or whatever. And then I'll do one like pasta dish and that'll be each of those will hopefully last for like two dinners. So then I'll have like six dinners and then the seventh night, just like God is um, going out or take out. Yeah. But I do, I mean, like I make, yeah, I guess I just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like this week I'm doing like chicken tacos 
and salmon soba noodle bowls. But those are just like not things I need to look up how to do. Yeah. The end. You're intuitive cooks. I'm, I'm actually impressed that you could make a shepherd's pie without looking at a recipe. I don't think I could do that. Um, well, I just remember the recipe because I from have done it enough. Gordon. Yeah. Maybe I'll check out some Gordon. I need some new inspiration. I think that's, I think his shepherd's pie is really, really good. I bet it's really good, but I'm going to, I'll do the scoop one this week so I can at least like talk about it. Next yeah. Week. Make it and tell us about it. Also, isn't it a bit warm for a shepherd's pie? I like would die. If I <laughs> I know, well, I'm like, it'll rain. Well, that's, that's actually will transition nicely into the thing I would buy okay. um, with our hopefully dear God, the end of the seat wave. Uh, yeah. But first, what is the thing you would buy? Okay. So I know I've probably said this before and it's not going to be like the most thrilling thing in the world, but like, honestly, I think I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger on the goop jeans, eye cream. I sort of went off eye cream for a while. You were anti eye cream. I kind of, for a while I was thinking it was a scam and I still sort of do. A lot of people say that because it's just like another moisturizer. Like it's not like, there's nothing special about it being eye cream. Yeah. It's just, it's like a more concentrated it's just, it's, I don't even know if that's true. I don't it's know. Like it's thicker than regular about. face cream. Right? Some of it is, yeah. some of it isn't. It depends what you get. Okay. So I was sort of like, eh, I don't need that. I'll just use regular cream, but I'm starting to feel like my eyes look really old and I hate them. And I, um, I got like tricked into going into the mall, like this like store in the mall with this woman. So she could like rub this stem cell shit on my face that gave me a little rash, (laughs) Um, which is fine. It's part of the experience. Was this the Um, mall in Topanga? Yeah. Um, But it could happen in any mall. Sure. Um, But... It did kind of make me think, you know, I need to have a stronger, just as like another line of defense so that that doesn't happen again. I need to have like a strong eye cream that I know is protecting me. So I don't get seduced by the stem cells of the world. I see. Although I do kind of want to start using stem cells, but I don't really understand. I don't really know if it's bullshit or not. Uh, Well, I mean, try the eye cream. See, I just John, like- John uses eye cream. I, I never, I never put it on either. I don't know. My eyes are fine. I mean, I've definitely noticed, like, that's like one of the places where I'm like seeing age, but like the, my main concern with my eyes is not, is not the bags under my eyes. It's like the droopiness on top, but that can only really be fixed with, um, Botox like my eyes used to be have like a lot more elasticity and they used to be like a lot bigger my like brow has like fallen a little bit like when I turned 35 I noticed it and I mean that's just that is what it is but I would really I think it's gonna take like actual like fillers or something to fix it uh well hopefully in Peter Thiel's universe um women will be able to get all the fillers they need without I think you can still get fillers if you're in Peter Thiel's femtech app but not if you're um in Jen Gunter's world I mean that's those are the people who are anti-botox yeah no actually they're a little bit like girl boss get your botox I think everyone is pro botox yeah I don't think Jen Gunter never talks about Botox. I don't think she gets it, but I don't think she's not like, 
she never talks about like being anti-botox like i don't think she's gonna say like this will kill you but i think she might be like don't waste your money on cosmetic procedures well it's a cultural thing in the bay area in northern california i feel like it's just not as much of a thing botox like i I bet you so many women are getting in they just lie about it no that's true and it, it but it's like her look is like very, you don't want Botox. You want to be like ragged. Yeah, her like her look is like par for the course in yeah. that part of the world, unfortunately. For sure. <laughs> anyway, okay. So here are a couple things I would buy, things I did buy. God, I'm coming off of a fucking spending spree. So no more spending for the rest of the month for me. Okay. Um, I had to buy, I stupidly on Amazon Prime Day clicked before I really read the fine print about my green pans. And I thought I was getting a 10 inch and a 12 inch, but I actually was getting an eight inch and a 10 inch. Honestly, I hate the green pants and I regret buying them. I really, I like them. I like them yeah, so much. Why? How long? Cause you haven't had them for that. Oh, long. I haven't. Well, well, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Fucking why. Well, they get scratched. A, they just get fucked up. I, I mean, they work th- fine, but they scratch. I bought a third one because I needed a 12 inch. Cause I like was making like fried tofu this week and it was like annoying. I had to like do half in one and half in, or, or using my stainless steel pan and it sticks. And I was like, I don't, I wish I just didn't have this 10 inch. All I need is an eight inch and a 12 inch. Anyway, I'm getting the 12 inch. We'll see how long they last. I will keep everyone posted when they get destroyed or when I die of fucking green pan poisoning. I don't know. But the green pan can't kill you. So it's like, you can That's eat true. the lining of green. Pan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's just, it doesn't have Teflon, but, but I, I mean, Nothing but has also Teflon like now. the Teflon or like they redid it or something. Teflon won't kill you anymore either. Yeah. So it's fine. Anyway, okay. And then the other things I bought this week were candles. I needed new candles, and I was like, I cannot obviously do like the toxic candles anymore. So I was just like, well, I'm gonna spend a million dollars on candles. So I went on um, DS and Durga, and I bought them online. So I haven't even smelled what these smell like. I hope they're good. They were fucking expensive. And I just was praying for rain. So I got two rain themed candles. One is called concrete after lightning. Yeah. And the other is called big sur after rain. Yeah. Um, are they good? Have you smelled Yeah. Them? Those are both good. Okay, great. Um, they're all good. Dias and Durga is like my favorite. Dias and Durga is good. Yeah. And they're, I mean, it's just as expensive as like Diptyque. No, it's not as expensive as Diptyque. It is? It, well, I've never got a candle oh, from them. It's a, well, they were 65 each. I feel like that's about the same as Diptyque. Maybe Diptyque's a little more. Expensive. Oh, because they're the small ones? They're the big Diptyques are like 100. These are not s- big, but the like standard Diptyque size one. Oh, maybe I've gotten the small Diptyques then. The little ones that are like those, I don't know. But anyway. I've never had a candle from there, so I don't know. No, you have because I've been to your house from Dias and Durga. Had... Oh, from Dias and Durga. I have their soap and some other stuff. Well, we'll see. Hopefully they'll come soon and um, I can, I mean, I'll hopefully we'll be smelling real rain soon, but then after that I can smell synthetic rain. I want to get that like cheap candle. Oh, the one. Yeah. From um, um, Maison, whatever. My friend, Jen, uh, who listens to the podcast. Yeah. Someone messaged us and was like, it smells really good. And then I saw them at um, Bloomingdale's yesterday. So I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good to know they're at Bloomingdale's. I, th- I think it was either that or Macy. All right. Um, All right. We're ending the podcast. Yeah. Um, we're ending this episode. Of we're ending this. Well, yeah, we're ending this episode. Well, you said it like I this know, is surprise. This is surprise. <laughs> we're done. 
There's nothing to talk about anymore. I mean, okay. there kind of isn't. But I know. I mean, I would us. just pray that Gwyneth gets into some sort of scrape. She fucking won't. She won't. Okie doke, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will. Oh, soon we have that project of going to Trader Joe's and trying to do a clean. Yeah, trade. We'll do I that. really do want to do a clean because I'm. I've been anti Trader Joe's for a long time, but I think that they actually have stuff that I want to get. So I, like, I want to get those jicama wraps. Mm-hmm. I want to get more of their like cauliflower gnocchi. Yeah. And I'll do so. I'll do my regular weekly meal prep planning. And then instead of going to Whole Foods, like I usually do, I will go to Trader Joe's and see how much of the stuff I can buy. Yeah. Let's both go and do like our regular, because we both shop differently where I'm like a component person and you're like a recipe person. So I think it's going to be easier for me because I can like plan meals around like a bag of gnocchi or whatever. You can improvise more than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, which is why I also, I think why I like to do it like that, but, um, what we can like talk about our different experiences. Perfect. Good. Cause there's obviously goop is nothing. Goop is nothing. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll do that soon. Wait, when are we going to do that next week? Yeah. Either next week or the week. When are you going grocery shopping? I'm going grocery shopping on Sunday. Um, but I can't do it this. It's too, I need to, I need to like mentally prepare for it. So let's do it. A week from now i might yeah because I, I have i just went shopping great two days ago okay so we'll anyway. plan on next weekend and then we'll have a whole episode about it for everyone because it'll be in yeah. two weeks this is two weeks. so and then boring just like the next everyone. time i have to go shopping i'm gonna go there okay, okay. bye If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.